right, welcome to Your Time, Your Money, the show where your time is just as valuable as your money, and we know that. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm here with Matt Torilla, my partner. Mark Esley, it's time. It's time for the Thunderdome today. It, two, it is. We're two IRAs enter. One can leave. One can, le- <laughs> one can leave, and, and we'll determine which one that is. So uh, welcome to our episode today. It's entitled Roth versus Traditional. Uh, now, not necessarily Roth IRA or traditional IRA, but it could be Roth Deferred Comp, Roth, Roth 403B, 403B yep. 401k. Uh, we get a lot of questions from listeners on what should I do, traditional versus Roth, uh, pre-tax versus after-tax. So we thought maybe we'd have a little fun with it today, do the a little duel, bit of a la, battle. The duel of the IRAs. Yeah, so uh, we actually don't know which side we're going to be arguing. We're going to do uh, a little rock, paper, scissors here to determine. I am the rock, paper, scissors champions of the world. That This is an accurate statement. If you look yes. up me on Wikipedia, he doesn't, I, I hold the title. He doesn't say which world, though. So Yeah, it's, it's my own world. It's my own small All right, so we're going to do right, rock, ready? paper, scissors. Does dynamite count? Dynamite does not count. Dynamite does the not winner count. gets to pick, though, right? The winner, the winner gets to pick what they want. Gets to pick the side that they want. Okay, here we go. Ready? Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right. Mark got me. He is now the new I world am new champion. To the champion. All right. <laughs> He's I got taken my throne. Nice. I gotta get a belt in now. I gotta get a uh, bring like a ring, a scissor belt. Oh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> It's oh, I love scissor. it. Scissor has a belt buckle. Right? <laughs> I was still, I had a feeling you were going to go paper again, but I was like, ah, I'm not sure. I am going to go, and I am going to. Wait, can I? Can I guess what you're going to pick? You can guess what I'm going to pick. I bet Mark's going to pick Roth. Is I was going to. How'd you know? I was not. <laughs> but now I will. Oh, I knew it. I knew I was going to pick Roth. <laughs> so I am going to pick Roth IRA. Nice slash 403b 401k whatever it might be. So uh, it's your time and it's your money. So let's get let's get into it. Uh, Roth versus traditional. You're on the traditional side. Yes. Well, you know the traditional IRA is a great vehicle for for a lot of different reasons, and the most important one is mitigation of tax liability. Right. You make money. You make an earned income, and you need a way to defer that income, and you don't want to pay taxes on it right now. Because you may be at a higher tax bracket than you are when you're in retirement. So I can defer assets either in a 401k, an IRA, uh, a 457, a simple, and I don't have to pay taxes on them until I retire and until I'm older. So I'm kicking the can down the road. I don't want to pay tax right now. All right. So you're you're under the impression <clears throat> that paying tax on five, all your money, 100% of your money, is better than paying tax on only a portion of your money. I have to. Because that's what it I have to mitigate to, taxes. Right? I can't pay all the taxes now. So, yeah. So you would want to do a traditional IRA if that was the case. Uh, however, I'm mm. in the in the, in the the boat that Roth space. I would much mm. rather pay tax on just the principal I'm pulling, putting in, especially oh. if I'm 20 years old, gotcha. versus the principal plus interest compounded <laughs> over the next 40 years before retirement. To make sure that all the interest that I earn on that account between now and retirement is 100% tax free. The old time versus timing argument, right? huh? You know, and the reason I say that is because, look, in in reality, if you're retired, and let's say you want to go and buy a car, but you don't want to finance it, right? I don't. You wanna, don't like monthly I payments. Want, I just want to buy it outright. So what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to go to the car dealer, and you're going to have to haggle with that card, you know, salesman for an hour or two going back and forth to save $3,000 on your car. But then when you pull the money out of your retirement account, 
you're going to have to take out maybe four or $5,000 more to net the because same I money. Ha- because I have to save that money on taxes. Yeah. So I kicked the can. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's a situation I'm in now where if I'm going to save for retirement, I don't want to pay all the taxes on my income now because I'm earning at the highest rate, right? I'm earning at 38%. So I'm saving 38% now to pay 25% later. Because when I'm later in life, I don't have as much income and maybe my tax bracket's lower or maybe tax rates have gone down. Maybe maybe the, the government smartens up a little bit and they don't tax people as much anymore. You're, you're digging yourself in a hole Oh, here. no. <laughs> I've right. got a loophole for you. The, the, I got, the pull one, the old carpet out from the Roth. The one thing any client can never uh, anticipate is what tax brackets are going to be. Legislative changes. Next year, let alone 20 years down the road, That's right? That's true. Yeah. But we do know that the nation is in record debt. We do know that the major source of income for the federal government is income tax and estate tax, by the way. Yes, right? it's very high. And, you know, both of those things, you know, suggest to me that tax brackets are probably going to be historically higher than they are today. You know, in the past... You're already with, taking half of everybody's money. They've the, got to stop taking you know, so much of our money, Mark. True, true. I'm going to write a letter to my congressman. True. Uh, but the I guess the bigger advantage to my plan, the Roth plan is that Mark the easy when one. you get to a certain age of 73 years old right now, you have something in your plan called the required minimum distribution. Yes, I get money no matter what. Awesome. And you are forced to, whether you want to or oh. not, you're handcuffed into taking out a certain percentage each year for the rest of your life. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of captured in that space. I can't run away from it, huh? Yeah, and I can, I can just defer in, in the Roth. For, well, until I'm 100, 200, 300, however long I want to live <laughs> is how long I can defer that, that money to. Anti-aging serum is working quite well Exa- now, Exactly. It? it was like the uh, Captain America episode where I got injected. Oh, and, uh, the super serum, you know, super soldier serum? Yeah, I just got the longevity. Well, so. I mean, you know, for the, for the current tax brackets, I'm going to save a lot of money. I'm getting my money into the market. Um, you know, the traditional, the, the 457, uh, a lot of times Roths aren't available, which which is kind of crazy to me, to be honest with you, as I meet with clients. Um, <clears throat> sometimes a Roth isn't available and I can't even do a Roth IRA. So there are limitations to the Roth. If I make too much money, if I try to do a regular old brokerage Roth, I don't have enough. If I have too much income, I can't do it at all. But I can do a non-deductible traditional and I can put money in the traditional IRA and continue to save toward retirement so that the Roth handcuffs you in the sense of, Total income, not in a workplace plan. In a you workplace just plan, gave me a, a backdoor option to get money into another, a Roth. Do you know option. that or not? Well, Mark, I'm just setting these volleyballs up for you to spike <laughs> right back at me, aren't I? So what Matt's referring to is the option to do a non-deductible IRA, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and have that money sit in there for a time frame, and then convert it to a Roth IRA. Mm. And and Roths allow conversions for later planning, where you know once you get that money in there, though. It's growing once again tax-free. So I can take a mutual fund, put it in a, in a traditional IRA, and let it grow and pay all the tax on it. Or I could put that same exact fund in a Roth, and all the capital gains, dividends, earnings, and stuff like that in the Roth IRA <clears throat> could be tax-free for me later down the road. Mm, right, Mark, you seem like you did a lot of research in, on this. I, I haven't even gotten into the best category, and that's what happens if you're a non-spouse and you die. Because mm. what, what happens, Matt, in your plan and let's say you have I play a the million. Loser. I play the loser very let, well. <laughs> let's say you have a million and a half built up in your in My your traditional, 401k. And I get hit by a bus. And and you get hit by a bus. Big bus. And your wife's with you. And now that 1.4 million goes to your two kids. 
Oh, so that means my kids inherit the money, and they don't inherit it at a stepped-up cost basis because it's in traditional assets. Well, after 2020, I believe there was a, the Secure Act 1.0, now the 2.0 is out, and my kids have to take that out over 10 years, no matter what. Whether they want to or not, right? <clears throat> I actually ran into a person about a year ago that didn't realize they had to take it out, and the penalty for not taking it out is 50% of what had to come out. Yeah. So if you, if let's say, you inherit a million bucks, which kind of stinks for my argument, and the min, the minimum RMD is fifty thousand, and I don't take it, the Uncle Sam's going to get twenty five. Yeah, and I have RMDs on the Roth side as well for non <coughs> for non spousal, but they're uh, not taxable, right? But they're tax free. Yeah, you stinks. know, um, you know, another benefit I think that I have going for myself is is, is that Roth income doesn't count towards uh, you know somebody called Irma. Oh, Irma and Maggie. And Irma's Don't one. Don't forget about Maggie. Irma and Maggie are, are probably your two favorite people uh, based on your plan, right? When I'm 68 years old, right? Yeah, I know. When I'm 68, I, I'm going to have to start, you know, after Social or Medicare starts, the Irma and the Maggie are going to affect, well, 73 at least, because that's when RMDs begin. That's when my Irma and Maggie are going to change drastically. Yeah, so this is your this is your income-related adjustment right. to your Medicare costs. <clears throat> And if you are taking money out of your IRA, that's counted as income right. on, on your, on your Irma, on your, on your adjustment for Medicare. Yep. Uh, you know, I don't have that though in the Roth. That's, that's, because that's a no major income. win. There's that's no a, income. That's a major win. Combine that with maybe a little life insurance planning. Ooh, I might have all tax free income coming in. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, short term IRA helps people that need to mitigate income now. I think the short term is the win for traditional but the long term, I think, might be the win for Roth for compounding interest over time. Yeah, and, and, you know, and to your defense, right? When you're putting money in your pre-tax from your payroll to put a hundred dollars mm -hmm. in, you're only seeing the difference of seventy or so in your paycheck total from tax, FICA, federal, state, Medicare. You, you know what I mean? So mm. it's easier for you to add because it's going in pre-tax, right? So you know, if you want to max it out, and you, let's say you want to do, uh, you know, six hundred dollars a month. And you're over fifty, <clears throat> right? I could do more, right? That's six hundred much more. That's six hundred dollars a month may only be a difference of four eighty in your paycheck or whatever that number is. One thing I want to make sure we talk about for a second is, and and I think I think short term traditional plays a big role for high income earners. I mean, any income earner helps, but the long term, I think Roth wins the battle of the long term compounding interest. But what people don't know, things I've run into, spouses who file together, right? Even though they have. IRAs or Roth IRAs, your maximum contribution is, I think, 65, no, 7,000 if you're under 50. 2023, 7,000. Right. Yep. But the problem is, though, is it's 7,000 between both. So I can't do 7,000 to a Roth and 7,000 to a traditional IRA. I can only do 7,000 to one of them based on my level of income. I well, can. You, you can split it. I could do 35 and 35. Yeah, per spouse. Right. So in my IRA, I can do Roth IRA if my if I'm under the income cap, I could do 35 in my Roth and 35 in my traditional. But what people don't know is if they have a workplace plan and I do a traditional, I can't write it off because they're going to take my primary plan. Now I'm not a CPA, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. So <laughs> so so make sure you, you talk make sure you talk to your CPA about these things because a lot of people don't know that <clears throat> there's a difference between how much they can contribute and what is deductible, right? right? Versus what their spouse can contribute.
Correct. So it's important to know those little rules. I met, I ran into a, a client and she's, you know, telling me, Hey, I'm throwing 500 bucks a month into my Roth. And I was like, what are you talking about? You make more than, you know, $230,000 well, between you and your spouse. You know, look, the pre, the pre-tax world and, and for most people we're looking at 401k or 403b or, or whatever, the pre-tax world though also includes something called a cash balance plan. Oh yeah, cash balance plans and, and, are, are and the, very helpful for doctors, and lawyers. This is, this is where the attorneys. pre-tax money wins. Yep. Because you know, if you look at our our past episode uh, on on cash balance plans, which I encourage our listeners to go and look at, for an extremely high net worth person that is structured right and can do it, you may be able to put away a hundred, two hundred, or more yeah, thousand dollars thousand dollars in a year pre-tax and save forty percent. You know, and and if you calculate those savings, then you know that by far might outweigh the benefits. Well, of, I mean, of, of putting seven grand in a Roth or the, or the limit. 401k. The Roth is a great option, especially in a workplace plan because there's no income limit. But in a in a regular old Roth, like Correct. a brokerage account, you, you have an income. There's limit. There's a phase out. Yeah. Right now, here's a great little tidbit that people don't know. Let's say you work and you have a stay at home wife, right? And yep. and and you're over the income limit. For a regular old Roth IRA and a brokerage account, your wife can do the maximum contribution to her traditional IRA if you have earned income. Because why? As long as you file together yep. as of joint return, your wife can do a max a max traditional IRA contribution. And you get the write-off for the full tax return, which is awesome. Again, talk to your CPA, but not everyone knows that. They say, oh, I'm, I'm my wife stays at home. She doesn't do an IRA. Well, why not? Mm-hmm. She should, yeah, mitigate tax liability for the right now. Yeah, so just food for thought. A lot of people don't know that. You know, so look, but both have their pluses and minuses. Um, you know, I think in in the long run, there's a lot more planning that can be done, and I think there's a lot more estate protection yeah. in the in the Roth. Well, both are protected from any type of nursing home situation, other than the fact that if I go to a nursing home and I have traditional money, they still get the RMD. Whereas in a Roth situation, there is no RMD. Yeah. So they don't, they can't take that money out. Yeah. So yeah, you have, you know, you have benefits on, 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 on both worlds. Um, but you know, when, when push comes to shove, you know, we understand tax brackets are probably going to be higher in, in the long-term future. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we understand that the secure act brought about problems with estate planning transfers to kids. Yeah. It made it really uh, difficult. Or, you know, non-spousal in, inheritance, uh, you know, and, you really want to put that in context of your strategy with claiming Social Security, claiming your pension, uh, to look at conversions. You know, perhaps now you're doing heavily in pre-tax, yeah. but there might be a time where you want to do Roth with conversion. So right. there's, a, there's a case where they both handshake well together. You get the tax benefits while you're working, and then you start working on your estate planning after you retire at, say, 60 or 62. Again, integrating a CPA, making sure they have the conversation. I love getting a phone call from someone's CPA saying, hey, do a $48,000 conversion. Because yeah. I know that number is vetted. Yeah. And they and they know in the next year we're not going to be over or get a jump of jump a bracket. Yeah. And and you're not you're not seeing a lot of people retire with over a million in a Roth yet. Not yet, but it's coming. But we're getting there, right? Uh you know, Roth came out in 1998. Thank you Senator Roth. Senator Roth. Um you know and, and you know that 
that time frame, though, people didn't catch on to it right away. Right. It took so a couple years. Really, it wasn't into the mid 2000s that people were like, oh, what's this account? Right. Can I, you what know? do I do here? And, and they missed out on five, six years of contributing to it because it just, the information didn't get out there. Uh, now people are familiar with it or at least have seen it on a statement. Yep. And, you know, you're going to get to a point uh, in time where you may have somebody retiring with millions in the Roth. Especially with all the people that have called in about the custodial Roth. Right. And, and here's my point about the Roth is when that starts happening, I can see a world where politicians say, what did oh, yeah. we do? We're closing this loophole. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? I could see an, I can see a time where instead of the Roth ability to put in becomes, you know, becoming more uh, less advantage, you know, uh, becoming less, less advantage over, yeah. over a period of time and starting to say, well, only if you're under a certain income can you do it. And they lower that level way down. I heard, I heard a great argument for how, how we replace Social Security and that it basically every infant that's born from 2024 on, the government puts $20,000 in a Roth custodial account for them that tracks the S&P 500. And by the time they're 65, they have more than $4 million they draw from exponentially. Hypothetical and rate of return. Hi- hypothetical rate of return <laughs> at 7%. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. That gives a person enough money to draw on at 65 for the rest of their life and never run out. Yeah. How crazy is that? Well, it's eye-opening if you st- – we won't get into the weeds, but the it's weeds, eye-opening yeah, if, you, if you take what your average Social Security payment is and you just put it into an investment account earning 5 6%. And what happens What the lump it? sum <clears throat> is by the time you get to be age of 65. Holy smokes. Ver- versus what Social Security is paying you out. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty a eye-opening. Major, major difference. But, you know, but to my point, I, I see a world down the road where you know, there, there may be modifications to the Roth, and it may not be as easy to put money in. I think the income side is going to go down exponentially. So, you know, so right? I think, I think the, the net, we have it here now. We need to understand Ar- it. Argue for it, it away. Argue for the Roth in your workplace plan if you don't have it. Argue for the Roth in your workplace plan. Yeah. Because not every work. I would say less than 50% yeah, so of our, workplace so our, so plans So our listeners have understand. Go to your HR person. Yes. To tell them you'd like them to shop out your work plan. So some people are intimidated or think this is all that my employer offers. No, that's what your employer set up because maybe they didn't know that. Or maybe that, it was easy. Yeah, or it was before Roth. Right. Right. Engage in that conversation with <clears throat> HR and, and the heads of your company about perhaps shopping out your plan. We, we do a lot of plan conversions oh my gosh. Uh, for that specific reason because the plans were set up or they were pre-Roth, uh, you know, and we can go in and talk to employers and say, hey, l- come over to our firm, look at what we do, and let's add in at the same time a value add to your, to your employees, which is a Roth. An easy question. You could start this off with, Mark, right, if you're the HR person. Hey, when was our plan set up? Right? And then the HR person looks and goes, 1999. And that's usually what it is, 2001. And that chances plan, are there was no Roth. Right? Now, think about think about any contract that you've engaged in. Think about anything you've bought. If it's more than 23 years old, do you think you might want to upgrade it or take a look at it? Would you buy a water heater 23 years ago and not have someone look at it? Food for thought. Only, <laughs> only if I want a cold water. <laughs> or a basement full of water, one or the other. Yeah, exactly. So I think we did a good, nice job battling a little bit. I mean, uh, obviously, it's I clear that Roth, I won again. I think the Roth came but, out on uh, top. It's okay. The I'll, traditional just came out. He stabbed I, you right in the back I, as you were walking out I of the cage. I will get my rock, paper, scissors trophy. Uh, and uh, You threw paper three times. I'll, I'll put it up on the Your what Coach Your Money maniac episode. throws paper three times? <laughs> you're sick. You're a sick person. As always, you can find us at 43 British American Boulevard in Latham, New York, 12110. You can reach us at 
444-YTYM for your time, your money. Uh, please uh, subscribe and also send in those questions and uh, you know we'll be happy to answer them. Actually, I think it's about time because we've got a lot of questions coming in about yeah, doing another do question top episode. question episode. Question. It's been a little while since we've done that. So tune in for our next episode. And as always, it's your time. And your money. Adam Jones, Matthew Trillo, Mark Esley, Financial Advisors, 43 British American Boulevard, First Floor, Latham, New York, 12110, 518-724-5004. Cetera Investors is the marketing name of Cetera Investment Services. Securities and insurance products are offered through Cetera Investment Services, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services are offered through Cetera Investment Advisors, LLC. Cetera is under separate ownership from any other named entity. Special thanks, Chris Conlin, owner and craftsman of Skulls and Sawdust, 518-852-3673, skullsandsawdust at gmail.com. Special thanks to Bobby Chase and Jeff Carlson of Next Evolution Media, 518-879-1779, bobbychase84 at gmail.com. And last but not least, a very special thanks to our families for sacrificing many hours to let us see the vision through its reality. This material has been prepared for informational purposes only and is not tailored towards any particular individual investment objectives or financial situation. This is not intended to be an offer or solicitation to purchase any security or insurance product. Cetera representatives do not provide legal, tax, or estate planning services. Should you require such service, you should consult a legal, tax, or estate planning professional. A diversified portfolio does not assure a profit or protect against loss in a declining market. Rebalancing may be a taxable event. Before you take any specific action, be sure to consult with your tax advisor. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily the views and opinions of Cetera Investment Services. Any recommendations mentioned in this episode are meant for educational purposes only. They should not be construed as advice or personal recommendations. Always consult your financial advisor, tax advisor, and attorney for details related to your specific goals and objectives. Investments have risk and can lose value. They are not FDIC insured. The situations presented are hypothetical to illustrate key topics and should not be construed as actual client situations or experiences. Experiences. The Esley Group operates under Cetera Investors and is responsible for the production of this show. All views and opinions are solely that of the Esley Group. You should always obtain a perspective when available prior to investing to know your risks, costs, and fees associated with the investments. Cetera Investors is a marketing name of Cetera Investment Services. Securities and insurance is offered through Cetera Investment Services, LLC, member of FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cetera Investment Advisor, LLC. Cetera is under separate ownership from any other entity named. 43 British American Boulevard, first floor, Latham, New York, 12110. Phone number 518-724-5004. Individuals affiliated with this broker-dealer firm are either registered representatives who offer only brokerage services or receive transaction-compensated commissions, investment advisor representatives who offer only investment advisory services and receive fee-based on assets, or both registered representatives and investment advisor representatives who can offer both types of services.